That's right. Let's get it. Another edition of the Hard Knocks Life Mondays with Coach Jake Spavitar. The Bobcats came back to the WAC. 16,000 people were in the house. They came back and won 33-31 to 31 in quadruple overtime against the South Alabama Jaguars. Bringing their record to 2-3 and three and 1-0 and oh in the Sun Belt Conference. Good morning, Coach. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. How did you have – how was your weekend? Uh, it was – It was. kids played some sports. Both of them won. Both of them scored goals. So, it was fun. And then my boys' team won. The Bobcats ate them up this weekend, man, in yeah, a quadruple man. overtime game, man. man how, how tiring were you? How tired were you after that game? I, I like I'm saying we we like I've won now seven games at Texas State and I feel like uh I think it's three of them have been in overtime <laughs> you know like, yeah. can we just, yeah, like like can we just have one game where everything clicks and everything bounces our way and like you know you feel good about it you can milk the clock and run it out and then you right. can victory formation you know yeah no we haven't done a victory formation like ever <laughs> you know it's always down to the last like the last you know drive last possession and you know, like uh, I, I give our kids a lot of credit. You know, they were down, uh, you know, obviously you come off of two bad losses off of Eastern Michigan and Incarnate Word. And we ended up getting all of our guys back, you know, from COVID protocols and injuries, which helped out a ton because that was a pretty violent game and a lot of injuries, a lot, you know, a very physical game. So we still had quality depth. And, you know, we came out there, the ball didn't bounce our way very well in that first half. You had three interceptions and, and uh, you just kept telling the guys like all all week we talked about a three second reset, you know, good or bad, just play one play, move on to the next one, you know, and and uh, we just kept talking about it, about energy and uh, just playing for each other. And and uh, a lot of teams would have quit, you know, especially after two bad losses. And then you got, you know, then you're down, uh, you know, 10 points, you know, 17, seven, you know, at halftime. And then, you know, you're you're down 14. You're, it's 24, 10 in the fourth quarter. And. You know, we played well together. We had some turnovers. We capitalized off of it. We forced it into overtime. And then, you know, we got to take part of one of the most unique overtimes that I've ever been a part of just because of the new rule system that, you know, of, of college football and the, and the overtime rules. So uh, just, you know, fired up to see those guys pull one off and, and get a victory. And hopefully this gives them some momentum and some confidence moving forward to the rest of this conference. And you mentioned, you know, Brady had the three interceptions. Brady McBride, your quarterback, had three interceptions in the first half. As a coach, what do you what do you tell him during that time? Because obviously, you're hearing it from everybody. Brady Brady's in there, not taking care of the football. We need to do this. We need to do that. But what is your message to him when he comes to the sideline and like, damn, coach, what do I need to do? You know? Yeah, no, like I'm saying, Brady has a he's he's got a short-term memory now he moves on uh good or bad he just loves playing the game he's going to compete you know and and he had those three interceptions and and two of them you know like you know receivers are slipping on him you know like you know it, he's going to take the blame on him but like if they were bad interceptions where I was like hey this is completely on Brady then you know you probably have to start thinking about you know possibly a quarterback change after right. three picks in the first but like a lot of those weren't his fault, you know, and, and I was very like, you know, encouraging with him be like, Hey man, we're going to make these plays. Let's keep moving on. And I'm telling you like the short-term memory that he has, he goes into the second half and I'm saying he, he won that game now. Like I'm saying he battled, 
he had over 70 yards rushing on his feet. You know, that he netted about 50 over a little over 50 because of the sacks taken in the game at times. But, but like I'm saying, he rushed for 70. He was, he was sacrificing his body. He was jumping for the end. Tony, like I'm saying that kid, he's a competitor and he fights, man. And I just was proud of him that he battled back and got him a victory because it was fun to watch him celebrate. You know, he's, he's beat up right now, but like I'm saying, he's ready to go again this next week. <laughs> you uh, y'all ran the ball for 212 yards. Obviously it was a little bit more, but they always counted no sack numbers and you had over 300 almost 400 yards of total offense now I know you as a offensive minded coach and some of the things that you like to to try and and see to get things going but when you look at your team as a whole and you see that they are able to run the ball like that does that make the play calling a little bit easier or is it is it something that you try to mix up still it did you know we still were mixing it up you know I, I came out more aggressive than I normally do uh because uh, it's very good defense that we played, you know, like they're a top 15 defense. Now they're top 10 when we were playing them. And, and, uh, you know, like I wanted to kind of just loosen them up, loosen them up a little bit. So I was taking a lot of aggressive shots early and that kind of opened up the run, you know, when we got into the fourth quarter and, and guys were getting tired, I felt like we found kind of a, a boundary outside zone run that was, was hitting pretty well. And that's actually probably what won us the game. And I literally called that play probably about you know, 10 to 15 times in a row because like we we're playing such with good tempo and physicality that, you know, like it, it, it made the play calling more efficient because you weren't playing behind the chains and we were getting pretty good chunk yardage. So I, I really impressed. We gave the game ball to all five offensive linemen, you know, but those that. three running backs, those three running backs can play now. And, you know, and they, you know, the game was on the line and they wanted the ball and they had to look in their eye. And, you know, I was just, you know, it, it made the play calling so much easier when those runs start popping. So I, I thought just the balance overall of the game was great. But, you know, when you look at it, man, the 212 yards of rushing is what won us the game. Yeah. So I'm sitting there looking at the defense as well. And I start trying to figure out, OK, what 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 is the defense doing differently for Texas State? And it seems like you guys are being very opportunistic and being a little bit more aggressive on the defensive side of the ball. So what is it that you looked at and said, hey, we need to change this up? And I know Zach is the defensive coordinator, your brother, Zach Spavital. But did there are some things on film? Because I asked you last week about the bye. Like, what do, what do you coaches do? And it seemed like you got to work on that film and tried to correct some things on defense. Yeah, you know, a lot, too, is we got our death back. You know, so we, we ended up getting a lot more bodies back. So we played a lot more man coverage. You know, so and we rotated bodies because, you know, uh, you know, when you got in those previous two weeks, you know, we were so limited on depth that we had to kind of protect them at times and play some zone and, and try to give them a breather here and there. And um, but, you know, like I, I he was very aggressive with the linebackers. The linebackers were popping gaps as much as they could. And we were playing more aggressively on the perimeter because we had a lot more depth. So, uh, you know, like it, it's kind of funny, you know, just talking with defense coordinators just over the years, you know, just when you have like those bullets in your chamber, it's always like a comfortable feeling going into the game. It's the ones where you come in, you're like, all right, Hey, if, if this doesn't go the right way, then and we got to make some adjustments and figure some things out. And, and I thought the defense did a really good job at, at really handling uh, really the momentum swings of the three picks of that we threw in the first half and just trying to combat it as much as possible. But then in the second half, they ended up getting us some turnovers. One was crucial in overtime. We got a fumble that uh, we missed a field goal. Uh, in the second overtime and they got that fumble recovery, which like forced us to go into a third overtime, which was uh, like a breath of fresh air. But I uh, just, uh, just happy to see the defense have some success this week because, you know, everybody's been on them, you know, about their performance and rightfully so, but 
uh, you know, it was good to see them step up and play with passion and play together. So uh, it was fun to watch. It seems like victory cures all. You know how that goes when you start winning some games. It seems like everybody kind of backs up a little bit. But this week, you, you know, you got to put that game behind you. And now you're on to the Troy. What are they, the Trojans or something like that? So when you get ready to look at this team, this is the team that historically is pretty salty most of the time. So what have you seen off field from, from them? Yeah, they're, they're a very talented team right now. You know, they're, uh, you know, I know Chip Lindsay, their head coach very well, man. Very, very great offensive minded coach. You know, me and him have been, you know, picking on each other's brains for the longest time. I got a ton of respect for him, uh, you know, and he, uh, you know, he, he kind of went through some injuries and, you know, some quarterback stuff where, you know, we're, uh, you know, over a couple games early, but like, he's got the, those guys in a rhythm right now offensively. And, uh, uh, and I know what they're capable of doing offensively, you know, just, yeah, no. you know, and they've, they've put up some great games against us the past two years since I've been here. So it's going to be a great challenge for our defense to stop their kind of air raid attack. And, uh, you know, we got to, we got to get off the field and we got to convert, you know, and, and we haven't been the greatest first to pass this year, but you know, it's going to be a good challenge for our defense. Um, you talk about them on defense. Now they're the number eight defense in the country. Like they're very solid, man. Like you said, they, like over the years past, they've had some great players, man. And they've, they've got a lot of them right now. They've got a lot of transfers, Iowa transfers, Michigan transfers. They've got some guys that have played for a long time. Uh, they got the, the preseason, you know, conference defensive player of the year. They've got, you know, three preseason All-American guys. So, you know, they've got some talented guys. So it's going to be a very tough challenge for our offense. But, you know, like it's what I tell them every single week, man. We, we've got to show up and we got to find a way to win. we got to do it together as a team. So, uh, you know, excited to be back at home again. You know, so it's a two o'clock kickoff. I'm, I've been sick of playing those <laughs> night games. So that's going to be great for me. I can maybe watch the night, you know, game. Uh, <laughs> of college football, you know, on Saturdays. But I uh, know it'll be a good environment here on Saturday, and uh, it's going to be a great challenge, and we're looking forward to it. Well, as always, man, you 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 seem to find a way to make some magic happen in the whack. It's always, it's always fun uh, checking your games out because you guys put up some points, and you're always going back and forth. But I still have to ask this, man. Quadruple overtime with a two-point conversion for the win. What the heck is happening? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, and like, and, you know, I'm on the NCAA rules committee and that was a big topic of, you know, just trying to, it's really coming down to player safety. And, right. and there was one game last year, which was the OU Texas game that went, I think, I believe five overtimes and they played so many different plays, you know, and it's, uh, you look at it like, you know, we have seven more games to go in consecutive weeks, you know, and if we would have played four overtimes starting from the 25 and adding another, you know, 15 to 20 plays on each side of the ball, man, it, it, it gets a very long game and a very taxing game. And, and this was like, well, once I went through this overtime, you know, you go through the first two playing from the minus 25 or the plus 25 and uh, you sit there and you're like, man, these guys are worn out. There's a bunch of injuries. People were tired, you know, and, you know, it got to the two point, you know, shootout, the two point conversion uh, competition. And I thought that was pretty interesting. You know, like it, like I felt like it, the thing that I got to tell the guys, like we, I felt like we were at like practice, you know, it's like we're <laughs> all like on the field, you know, like behind it, you know, just kind of watching the play, you know, you just like from a play caller, you know, you've already, you know, got your two points. So you're like, all right, here, here's the first one. And you just sit back and watch it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but pretty interesting, man, you know. And uh, it, of course, you know, we, uh, they didn't convert the first one and we didn't either. And it was a close one. And then it flipped around and we had to go first and we ended up Brady hit it on a QB draw for a touchdown. And then we ended up getting a PI 
on uh, the first uh, on the on the two point conversion that they tried. So then they got another retry at the one and a half yard line. And finally, we knocked it down and, and moved on and rushed the field because we always like to keep things pretty interesting here. in the lab. <laughs> Well, you you y'all saw the celebration in the locker room. They was hoisting my man up. Y'all had another good dub. And now you are one and oh in the Sunbelt Conference going for number two this Saturday. Jake, as always, man, it's a pleasure talking to you. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again next week. Awesome, Harge, man. You're the best, man. I'll see you next week. Appreciate you, brother. And there it is. My man, Coach Jake Spavital, the Texas State Bobcats, 33-31 quadruple overtime win. And make sure that you pack the whack this weekend as they take on Troy. And just remember, don't believe everything you see because even salt looks like sugar. Peace.